Hello and welcome to the Women in ELP podcast. I'm your host and community founder, Abigail Allman, and I'm joined by my co-host, who's a major advocate for women in ERP and the sales director for IFS, Stephanie Poor. Hi, Steph. Hey, Abby. So we're joined today by another community representative in the world of ERP, Julie Weir. Julie is the head of community development for the UK and Ireland SAP user group. Thank you for joining us again, Julie. (laughs) Thank you for having me. (laughs) You've got to explain that one. (laughs) Yes. For those of us that follow us on LinkedIn, you might recall that we've been here before. Uh, Last time we recorded with Julie, we actually forgot to press the record button. (laughs) So we had a great warm up uh, and today should make for an extra entertaining episode. No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Fab. So Julie, can you tell us a little bit about your background and what led you to the world of SAP and ERP? To be honest, I fell into it very luckily uh, by accident as well. So I worked in insurance and finance for about 21 years, which makes me feel very old when I actually say that out loud, but mainly in management, sales and marketing roles. And then I just realized I wasn't completely happy anymore. Me being me, I'm the person who likes to give 100%. And I felt because I wasn't waking up in the morning, feeling happy about where I was going, I wasn't doing that anymore. Wasn't fair on me, but also wasn't fair on the company either or the team around me. So some may say very stupidly, I handed in my notice in a pandemic without a job to go to. Oh, wow. Brave. Brave or stupid, not really sure. It's turned out for the best. So we'll go with brave, Steph. We'll go with brave. So, yeah, that's kind of, I was stuck, got put on gardening leave for three months and had a bit of time to decide who I was and what I wanted to do. And to be honest, I wasn't really sure. I was considering going self-employed, looking at really different areas. And then um, I was contacted by a recruitment agency who introduced me to the UK and Ireland SAP user group. That was early 2022. And here I am now. Not a little back since. So you've never had sort of any kind of technical background or SAP background before, but you've kind of come into this world a bit in a, in a disruptive fashion, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No SAP background, not very technical at all. Turned up on my first day on the Monday. On the Tuesday, we went to London and sat with some of our biggest partners. And for two days, I kind of just sat and went, what are they talking I, about? Yeah, <laughs> did not understand the terminology, what they were going on. I've got the, the, the human side and what the user group is about, but everything else, I was, and if I'm completely honest, a lot of the SAP jargon, if you like, is still a bit, but I, I understand it a little bit better after a year and a bit. So. But it just goes to show, doesn't it? You don't need necessarily a technical background to come and work in the ERP sector. Absolutely not. And actually, in some cases, I think actually it's a strength not having that background because you're not skewed by, yeah. you know, the environment and the culture. You just kind of, you know, feet first into it. Do it your way. Yeah, I suppose that's really true. Exactly. You're not, you haven't got ideas already in your mind, have you, I suppose? And you can see it from, I guess, more of a 
uh, organizational perspective as well because not everybody knows all these acronyms and uh, terminology do they and so I guess you can point out when when it's being used too much <laughs> yeah and I do I, I'm very honest I will say sorry you're confusing me please could you explain a little bit further so yeah you're right I can see it from some of our users um, eyes and yeah which is great helps the community I suppose Let's talk a little bit then about the challenges that you might have faced. So as you work predominantly with the SAP user community and SAP partners, do you find that men and women need different levels of support when it comes to being part of a business systems team or a project or just generally as a user community, do you find that they have different needs? Yeah, I think support feels like the wrong word to me. I think every person doesn't matter gender or anything else to be fair needs their own version of support whatever that looks like however and this doesn't apply to all the ladies out there there is definitely a level of um probably encouragement or reassurance that is needed with women um that's not often needed so much with male counterparts so you've got this and absolutely you're ready to take this on type of advice and in fact once they have the self-belief I'd say that the women need less support the men once they get there so yeah it's it's a tough one really because I think it's very different to what every individual needs but ultimately I think ladies need more of that assurance the nurturing isn't it yeah that's exactly knowing that you've got it you got this go and do it everything else we can kind of figure out ourselves and do you see like a camaraderie between the women more so than yeah especially and some, some of the men now we're getting there with the men but especially that the more I've I've been in the organization and um got to know a lot of the ladies within the user group and beyond absolutely yeah you get us all together in a room and it's very powerful and very motivational yeah I can vouch for that I was I was there a couple of weeks ago with you guys and it was it was a really like a shockingly surprising lovely environment I just didn't expect it as part of that then what what are you doing as a community to support women and men in their in their own respects we're known obviously for the events that we put on we put over 250 events on a year which covers everything in the in the world of SAP but we also focus on the not technical stuff so we have a community that we call ICE um, and that covers the women in SAP it covers health wellness and it covers sustainability as well and also we're about to add to that futures Um, We're going to relaunch our students' membership so we can involve younger people and getting younger people into SAP as well. And we do it various different ways. We do mentoring sessions where it's quite interactive, just a few people on a call once a month from a women in SAP perspective. We have monthly webinars on wellness that are really interactive as well and engaging, uh, face-to-face events. And then, of course, we've got a community of over 4,000 users um, and you can talk to one another for you through our collaborative tool so there's always somebody there to talk to if you need a bit of help a bit of advice we're there to, to give that support really yeah and when you speak about things like wellness it's things like public speaking support and what else is it that you can offer yeah so from the wellness point of view we're quite proud actually as the user group that um, we were able to help a lot of people through the pandemic and still with those that are suffering so we quickly realized it's not it's easy to just go and sit at home and everything changes. So uh, we engage with a company called Thrive and they put on a lot of wellness that covers everything, neurodiversity, getting back into work, um, anything to do um, with your mental well-being. But then practical side of things, as you rightly say, we've got um, 
public speaking. We've got a workshop coming up in October that is free for our members. So it's oh, September, sorry, I've got my date mixed up there. Um, and that's free for our members to come along and learn speaker training. That's a great way of doing things. And anything, there's so much that we've done in the past, I could go on for hours, but anything that we feel is going to enhance the membership and help our members, we will do it. We'll give it a try. So we're open to suggestions, but we've got so much going on as well. It's great. It's really good. And how engaged do you find the male members of the SAP community with events and topics that support women? I mean, when I was at the SAP user group conference last year, um, I definitely saw that around 40% of the crowd were men and it was a female stream. It was the women in SAP stream. So it was it, to me, that was quite amazing. Uh, do you find that across the board or is that just bigger events? Yeah, uh, I would say, well, we, we're getting there with our men. We're getting there. We, um, you're right. We had, you know, a good a good proportion of males at the women and SAP sessions at Connect, but then sadly we only had two men at our face to face event a couple of weeks ago in a room of eighty. So, hats off to the two men that came in a room full of eighty women. But um, we would, could have done with more. Saying that though, we do get a lot of men that actually help us to put these events together, that volunteer the speakers, that suggest the speakers, that tell us what they'd like to see on an agenda so we do they don't always you don't always see them though and behind the scenes yeah yeah <laughs> and of course yeah and of course Craig they'll see of the user group he's a man and he's 100% behind the women in SAP so we do have them how does that compare with IFS is a user group staff is that similar I mean yeah it, it is more male dominant but actually it's not as if I kind of think back to the last one, it, it, it's definitely improved over the years. I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say it's 50-50 in terms of numbers, but we're certainly getting yeah a lot more support and, and it's that camaraderie and kind of network that is so critical. Um, but yeah, no, I, I guess it's similar, but on a slightly smaller scale. <laughs> I, th- I think as well, something to notice, some of the men out there, still don't actually see that there's any difference and why there should be a, a women in SAP. And that's the that's the struggling bit. That's that's and I don't always think that's ignorance. I actually think it's 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 industries, it's specific industries I see it in. Yeah. I actually had it the other day, just slightly going off face, where me and a colleague, a female colleague, were referred to as the girls. And it was kind of you know, talking to more senior people in, in my business, going, oh you know, I didn't want to upset the girls on this. And you're thinking, what? Just, it's ridiculous. Like, it's just, it's that sexism piece that's still, but it, for me, that's, it was like a heavy industry, um, industrial, sorry, manufacturer. And that's classic in terms of, they're just so used to being very male dominated, very patriarchal and just kind of, it's crazy. We can't change that because that's kind of ingrained, isn't it? It's a, it? There is an education piece to be done, but I mean, do you do you feel that the people like that can be changed, or do we just need to? Oh, I called him out on it straight away. <laughs> like, you can't say that in twenty twenty three. So then I feel like I need to diversify your your SLT. Good on you. Maybe that's what we need to do more of: calling people out. I think that's what we have to. You've got two different types, haven't you? You've got the people who mean it and mean to be disrespectful, and they do mean exactly what they've said. Then you've got the others that say it and don't realise it's going to offend you. That's what this camp was. Yeah, this is exactly that. It wasn't um, in a nasty way. It's it's in an ignorant, ignorant way more than anything. And I think that's the biggest 
but I think you have to have you have to have buy-in from the top that you want to eradicate it otherwise it doesn't work and in this case that is coming right from the top of the company you've got that it's kind of a cultural thing isn't it whereas if I look you know just if I look internally here it's it's couldn't be more opposite it's very inclusive and very kind of you know making sure that we've got the right one the right people in the right place but also that diversity is is represented not just in gender either do you find it quite a shock to the system then from when you're working in quite an inclusive environment and you go out to a client site and it's very different (laughs) yeah I mean I guess it comes with the territory you've got to adapt depends what the situation is but I think absolutely call it out So what's made you so passionate about this, Julie? Why have you got involved in the Women in SAP group? And and what's your personal driver, I guess, for for pushing forward with this? For me, I've always, I sound like I'm bigging myself up here, but for me, I think I always believe that whoever you are, regardless of gender, age, appearance, anything else, it isn't relevant. If there is a task or a role or even outside of work, if there is something um, that you can do and that you're expected to do then why shouldn't you and why shouldn't you be supported to do that or help to do that or encouraged to do that if it's something that you're wanting to pursue and that you're good at really so bringing the user group into it our mission is to continually evolve the community the SAP community keeping people at the core which really sits with me because it's about people if we like Stephanie mentioned there if we have the right people in the right place doing the right thing whether that's at work or at home surely it can only be a better place and if I'm in a position to help somebody be the better version of themselves, then I will do everything I can to be able to do that, which sounds really, really cheesy. but Sounds really, really nice. <laughs> and more people should be like that. <laughs> Absolutely. And being able to be involved with the Women in SAP just gives me that opportunity, I think. And just to try and make, even if it's little changes, at least if we're making them changes and people are hearing us, then we're doing something right. So you are the head of community development at the SAP UK and I user group. What does your role entail? So what's your day-to-day like? Day-to-day could be anything. So today I've had a couple of partner calls talking about Connect this year. I've had a meeting with a supplier and now I'm on a podcast talking to you lovely ladies. But then tomorrow I could be away to London at an event. I'm really lucky. I am the head of community development. My role is to grow the community. So not only do I get to have the relationships with our partners, who are all fantastic, but I also get to speak to new members coming on board and then engage with our current members at events and things like that. So I get the best of of all worlds, really. I get to speak to partners, new members, and then visit, go to events to see our, our current members as well. So I'm a very lucky lady. Yeah, it's quite a cool job, isn't it? It is a cool job, yeah. Do you quite like the fact that every day is different? Yeah. Yeah, you don't know what you're going to get. I plan my diary and I think this is going to happen. And then... Don't we all? <laughs> yeah. I don't mind that, though. Then the real world that. comes in. <laughs> Keeps you on your toes, doesn't it? Yeah, the to-do list just gets longer. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so how do you manage that um, work-life balance, negotiation, whatever you want to call it? If I'm honest, I didn't realise quite how much travel would be involved when I started at UKISOG. And I know that sounds ridiculous because we put on over 250 events a year. I think the killer would be there, wouldn't you? But um, 
And are they all in-person events? No, no, they're a combination of online and in-person, but we do do a lot of in-person events. And I don't go to all of them, but I do go to a lot. But I get to go to SAP events, I get to go to partner events, industry events. So I get to go everywhere, really, which is great. Um, but I didn't realise quite how much of that I would be doing. So that's probably an adjustment that I've had to make. But And just Craig and Helen, that's our CEO and general manager, if you're listening, just shut your ears for a minute because <laughs> if I'm going to be really truthful from a working hours point of view, this is probably the fewer working hours I've ever done in my career. So I've always been flat out, always worked really hard. Don't mind that, I'm not complaining, I love it. But this has just had to adjust that. So where I'd be in the office till eight o'clock at night, it's now that actually I'm in a hotel getting prepared for an event the next day. But massive believer in having that life-work balance. Even if I am traveling, I always make sure there's time for me, whether that's a glass of wine in the bar, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's a, a walk outside or even just catching up on EastEnders. It's that time to switch off and just be you. And I think that's really important. And how, how do you do that? Yeah, well, to be fair, I could go on and there's a book I can send you a link to afterwards because the name's just gone completely off my head now I'm on the spot that we used to follow in my old job. And it's it taught me that how to structure things that get my words muddled up, but basically how to um, structure my day or life or uh, future better. And part of that was being able to switch off because if you're not you and you've got giving yourself time for you then you, your work's going to suffer ultimately for it so I am very good at right hang on I think the word I used last night was if I don't stop I'll never stop laptop down off to the baths I went you know what I mean so I've learned it took me a long time it took me a long time to, to get there but eventually I did and I, I make sure I stick to that mm-hmm. that's great Found good boundaries it's really clear that you're deeply passionate about supporting the people around you So what initiatives have you got planned over the next 12 months for the SAP user group in terms of events and topics that that some of the members can get involved in? And also, how do people join up to the user group if they're not already members? Really, really simple. Either ring me, drop me an email, or just go onto the website, sapusers.org, or search UKISOG, and there's a Join Now button, and it's as simple as just filling in your details. It is that easy. And is it the individual that registers rather than the company? No. So the, the individual will obviously put the application through, but it's an application for the organisation. The organisation then gets as many users as they would like under that membership. So, um, yeah, so it's an organisational membership. With regards to what we've got coming up, I briefly touched on it earlier, but currently in planning for Connect 2023, which is going to be fantastic. We've got, from a Women in SAP point, we've got another mentoring session coming up at the end of July. We'll have a further mentoring session in August. We've got half a day workshop planned in September. That's a face-to-face workshop. We've then got another full day event face-to-face in October. And then we'll have our stream at Connect. And we're already planning our face-to-face events for next year for Women in SAP as well. We've got the wellness, as I mentioned earlier, there every month. We have webinars every month for that. And then in quarter four, late quarter three, early quarter four we'll be launching the futures and what that looks like and then of course going back to the SAP and ERP side of things we've got everything you can think of coming up from September onwards from um, innovating with S4 success factors payroll you name it we covered it we cover every SAP solution in every industry for different sized organizations Um, we do have though in a couple of weeks time our BTP symposium in Manchester as well all sorts going on 
and at every event whether it's online or face-to-face you have the opportunity to network to learn but also to speak to people who've either been through or are going through what you are now whatever circumstance that may be yeah and it's kind of obvious but in your opinion what's the main reason for joining a user group it is that community it's that being able to speak to other people and get to hear real stories real experiences what and all to be able to collaborate with other people and actually learn from that because you can't get that from a no offense to SAP but you can't get that from a salesperson selling you a product you can't get it from necessarily reading an article yes you'll learn something but to actually have somebody there telling you what they did and how they did it and what went wrong and what went right it's invaluable really yeah you can't put a value on it just obviously from a from a different vendor point of view, it's the same thing for us in terms of connecting our customers with each other is so powerful. That that peer-to-peer kind of learnings, they've all got, even in different industries, they've all got similar challenges and just talking it through. It's, it's almost like therapy as well as like the, you get the resolutions as well in terms of, oh, I hadn't thought of it that way or I've done this. And yeah, you can't put a price on it, like you say. It's, it's really valuable. Yeah, and it's it's that like-minded individuals as well, isn't it? It's people doing your role elsewhere and in day-to-day you kind of don't meet people that work in ERP, do you? No, <laughs> I never do. <laughs> so it's that nice sort of friendly, welcoming environment that you kind of miss when you're on your own in the basement of a <laughs> IT. <laughs> All locked up. <laughs> Behind closed doors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What common themes are you hearing out of the SAP community at the moment then? There's a lot of talk around move to S4 HANA. What can you tell us? Give us some insider info. Yeah, S4, as you've mentioned there, that's obviously still massive. Deadline's 2027, which is only around the corner now, which is really scary. Um, So that's when the EC6 maintenance will will come to an end. So that's massive. It's everywhere still. We've got members that have already made the journey that are on it currently. We've got members that are just about to. We've got members who don't know whether to. So there's a whole span there going across. So we obviously cater as much as we can to all of those. I think one of the biggest topics, which I mentioned our symposium coming up at the moment, is BTP, the business technology platform. That's huge at the moment in the world of SAP loads but the people are crying out for information on that it's everywhere at the minute and then of course um data sphere is coming up as well that's that's very um hot at the moment as well so i would say they're probably three of the biggest technical elements that we're hearing but you've got ev- you've got the everyday all there's constantly um upgrades new um technology coming out from sap so there's doesn't matter what sector that you're in or what solution that you're using there's something always that you're needing to learn about and what's the general feel over this move to S4? Is, is, are people happy about it? Are they disgruntled? Is it, I mean, you get you get the, the noise, I guess, more than, than that. Yeah, I think opinions have changed. Initially, it was very, oh, no, we, what is this? You know, it was the lack of understanding, I think. And then, of course, you get this pressure of this deadline and what's actually going to happen. But we, we do surveys with our members and the opinions have changed. So the survey that we did a couple of years ago to the one that we did more recently, that has now changed. People are understanding it more. People are knowing the different options that are out there. It's not just, here you go, you're going to have to do this, get on with it. It's it's so much bigger than that. There's so much to learn. Um, on the flip side as well, there is so much to learn. There's so many different options that you can choose to use. 
you know, rise? Do you go with partner hypersky? All of those questions that that come out and need to be answered. But ultimately, the information that is now getting out there from user groups, from SAP, from partners is now answering those questions, I think. So people are a lot more confident and not, although, yes, they need to make decisions soon. So not feeling the pressure of having to make that decision, they know to get that decision right in how they're going to do it. Yeah, that's good. I mean, this looming deadline, though, that does put some pressure on. Do you think that deadline's realistic? Do you think? I don't. (laughs) Well, they've moved it once already, haven't they? Yeah, I was just about to say, it's already been moved once. We've been told it's not moving again. So, you know, if we take what we're being told as red, then that is the deadline. But whether that'll move in the end, because there's still an awful lot of organisations that haven't done that move yet. And what will it look like if they don't? And there's a a similar thing happening in the IFS world as well, isn't there? Is there a a deadline for people to move to IFS cloud? No, 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 we don't have, it's not in the same way. I mean, Apps 10, which is the previous product to IFS cloud, uh, goes into extended support in 2025, uh, but it's not, it's not, you know, we're not approaching it in quite the aggressive way that I guess SAP are. Fight and talk. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I mean, uh, the legacy products are all in restricted support already. So Apps 10 would be the only one that would change. But it is, yeah, different, I guess. That's just the the product lifecycle kind of natural progression. Yeah. So let's talk about this, uh, this Connect event. So last year's event was... Honestly, like nothing I'd seen before. There was dragioki, comedians that uh, unfortunately roasted me, uh, an amazing dance floor and club, some seriously good cocktails. Can you give us the insider scoop on the plan for this year? Well, first off, I agree. It was amazing. And we actually won an award for it on Friday. (gasps) Wow. Amazing. Congratulations. We won the conference and events awards for a conference with over a thousand attendees. So it's officially an award-winning event last year's event was. It was was brilliant. But in answer to your question, if I told you, I would have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like you're going to go for the double. What I can, yeah, what I can say is we are well underway with the plans and we are aiming to, well, we will be. It'll be better than last year. I'm excited. And, and of course, let everybody know, everybody who's listening, you can book your places now. Tickets are available via the website. So get your place secured and on that note as well you know there are people that may may want to go that maybe don't have the buy-in from their organization like can you give any tips as to how they can place it because it isn't just a party it's a really good networking information gathering knowledge sapping <laughs> event so how can they position that to maybe their their directors or their board that, that it's important that they come yeah, it's a good question because we do get that quite a lot, um, to be honest, and same around membership as well. And you're right, it's not just a party. Sugfest is brilliant. The Monday night's great. Let your hair down and just network with everybody and great entertainment. But it is a three-day event. You've got workshops on the Sunday. You've got two days of breakouts, over 100 sessions, all from experts, industry experts. So it is a great event. In all honesty, what I would say is we have got tools available to help with that with help with discussions that both we can send to people to speak to the decision makers themselves or alternatively we can do that for them that's both for connect and for membership as well so 
I would I would say if anyone is wanting to be there but have it is in that situation, just to reach out, get in touch. Um, we'll jump on a call. We can help as much as we can. We can always, you know, supply information of what Connect was like and facts, figures, presentations, that kind of thing. So we've got lots of tools to help people that are struggling. That's good. Really good. Tell us a little bit about what you like to do outside of work. Right. I've, I've got a guess we're talking train with Julie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Very yeah. simple name, but very effective, or at least it has been for me so far. Um, yeah. Something I never thought I'd be doing. So I love it, though. Absolutely love it. I get a buzz every time I go. Even when I've had three nights in London and I, and I had no sleep and I turn up at a PT session at 6.30 in the morning, it still makes me smile. Basically, I was the kid at school, hated PE, would like sneak out of it do anything I could not to be there no physical exercise that was not me in fact I think my dad used to call me Weeble when I was a child oh great <laughs> wow was, well yeah absolutely well, it, it must have worked because obviously I found Davina remember Davina McCall DVDs oh wow yeah that them well found Davina made an idiot of myself in the front room got enough confidence to get to a gym found some absolutely amazing personal trainers um and then I just thought I want to know more so just before COVID I looked into doing the qualification really just and this is genuine I was doing it so I could train better not necessarily to teach other people but then once I'd done it and talked to a friend of mine who owns her own studio it was why don't you do something with it so I did on my birthday last year did my first boot camp um and now I've got about 15 clients that do either boot camp or PT with me yeah and I love it I love it just hearing their stories and it's not stuff about I lost 14 stone in a day like Peter Kay used to say say it's very much but one lady you said to me the day she said I was going to text you she said I thought you'd think I was stupid I said well first off never say that because always send me a stupid text and I said what was it she said I went on a trip with work and it was the first time I got on a train without feeling nervous about putting my suitcase up she said I didn't I didn't even look for help because she's smaller than me, so she struggles to reach the thing. She said, I didn't even worry. She just lifted it up, straight up. There we go. No problems. It's like, that, that's what I want to hear. Not bothered about, yeah, weight loss is wonderful if that's what you're looking to do. But for me, it's about feeling stronger, having more strength and just getting through day to day better. So it just makes me smile. Just, I love it. Yeah, that's nice. So is it, is it all uh, in person or do you do remote sessions as well? Do you do it for the SAP community? Not yet. Currently, Maybe it's that's just in... something on the new agenda for the next yeah. term. Well, we were talking about potentially... Wake up with a... Julie. Wake up yeah. with you. Can you imagine? Oh, that would be a bit... That sounds like something out of like, the 90s. I'm signing up to this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd love to. We Genuinely, we have talked in the subcommittee meetings for Connect about potentially doing something on a morning for the early risers. You know, if they wanted to do something and, you know... Bit of yoga we we've done that at an event before and actually it was really it went down really well there's a certain there's two groups of people there's the ones that are out until like 5 a.m or the ones that are getting up and going for a run or doing something at 5 a.m it's like there's two camps <laughs> absolutely I kind of I kind of sit and I've got to say I kind of swear to both to be honest oh but... me too yeah <laughs> <laughs> but no at the moment it's all face to face um I am being asked by Vicky my my, my friend whose studio I use if I if I do some online so just plucking up the courage to give it a go yeah you should I might sign up to that Julie genuinely get that oh, one definitely and we'll promote it for you oh thank you 
Can you give us any tips or advice about being fit and body confident when we're sat at a computer screen 90% of the day, every day? <laughs> um, I could give you loads of things that, that you could do, but and I'm going to sound like a cliche, but it's very much a case of starting small, forming new habits and then sticking to them. So that's things like setting your alarm five minutes early and stretching when you get up before you go and do anything else. But it's proven that you can only concentrate on one on a project for 22 minutes and then your mind wanders. So an average of 22 minutes. So for every 20 to 30 minutes in your day, you should remind yourself to move. So if you're working from home, like go in the garden or if you're in a flat, walk up and down your stairs. If you're at work, go and stick the kettle on while the kettle's on, have a bit dance in the kitchen or a few squats or something. Just anything to release your endorphins because it's just going to make you feel 100% better. And then if you can get to the point where you're going for a run after work or before work, then fair enough, but that's, you don't have to do that to feel good. And body confidence for me, it is, it is really just remembering that you're you at the end of the day. You're not anybody else. And that actually is your superpower. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. So start the day thinking that way. Compliment yourself. Say it out loud. And if you get the chance to compliment someone else as well, you're making two people feel good at the same time. Yeah, and I'm going to get get personal now. But for somebody like me, okay, so I've got three kids, as we know, um, and the last two I've had in succession. So the past sort of four years, I've not really been training how do you get back into that? What's the first? Because that, like, I think about running, and I'm just like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it is. It's literally just. Firstly, what do you want? What what do you fancy doing? It could be going for a run. You might not fancy running anymore. You might want to try a hit session, or you might want to go do some weights. And do you want to do that by yourself, or do you want to do it in a group? So it's kind of thinking how you want to do it first of all, and then once you know that, or if you're given, if you're willing to give something a try. If you don't like it, fine, you've tried it, don't do it again, move on to something else. But don't don't put the pressure on yourself. It's very much a case of, right, there's a class down the road and it's 40 minutes of hit, for argument's sake. So go, give it a try. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, then try something different. But it's just, you, you'll only do it when you want to do it. And you'll only give it your all when you want to do it. But if you want to do it on your own, let me know. I'll send you some sessions and training plans that you could try stuff that you could do in the house even so you don't even have to think about going anywhere else just so you're feeling a little bit more confident and then take the plunge and go to a class or a gym but there's so many ways you can do it yeah it's it's funny isn't it because I have so many excuses as to why not <laughs> but I really should just reframe that and just do it exactly and the only workout you regret is the one you didn't do and it's really good for your peace of mind and your mental health and all of that too, isn't it? And and that's something that, that we should all consider because it can be quite a stressful. Yeah, it is. It's that release. And it's not for everybody. Not everybody likes exercise or, I mean, I don't like running. I, I'm not a big fan of running, but I'll do it. If I've, it's like, I only tend to run, if I'm honest, if I've stupidly put myself in for some ridiculous event. But like you said, for your own well-being. Find something you do enjoy doing, even if it is reading a book in the garden and just do it. Cool. Right. Thank you, Julie. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we did record it this time, so we can <laughs> put this out for everybody to listen to. Um, we really appreciate you taking time out today to tell us about your journey and your story. So thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been great. <laughs>